welcome to What's On at Cineworld Cinemas. I'm Luke Cohen. And I'm Dan Layton. And we are here at the O2 Cineworld Cinemas, this wonderful, lovely location for October for spooky season. And Dan. I'm famously fine with that. Yeah, you love it. Yeah, oh, I Dan, don't have a cry. We have such sights to show you. Okay, that so, sounds good. Do you want to go get some snacks and we'll head over to the screen and talk about all the scary movies? Is it safe in there? Yeah, I mean, Paw Patrol's out. That's so. the scariest one. Come on, it's fine. it'll be fine. Now, Dan, are you sitting comfortably? I wriggle a lot. Well, I need you to sit comfortably, Dan, because the first movie we're going to discuss today is The Exorcist. Ah. Yeah, okay, I'm going to need uh, yeah, I'd, I'd put, to brace. I would, I'd put your snacks down because you might find yourself jumping out of your seat mm. in various different bits of delight and scared them because it's Halloween, it's October, it's spooky season yes. month. I have actually dressed appropriately for this. Oh, it's a reference. It is a reference tea, uh, set in the city or town Haddonfield. Ah. And the movie came out in 1978. I fully read that as London Fields and I thought you were just <laughs> very excited. I was like, I just love being in London so is. much. There it is. That I love spooky season. Halloween is one, is one of my favorite times of the year, outside of Christmas, of course, because yeah. I think Christmas slightly does trumpet. But it's because we get movies like this, The Exorcist, a, a new Exorcist movie. If this one's a really interesting and, and sort of, I suppose, special one, because in many ways, for many people, it'll be a little pilgrimage. And the spooky season continues. On the 6th of October, we also have the release of The Jester, which is an interesting one, because mm. this is, I love this within the horror community. It's one of my favorite things about the horror genre, yeah. is that you often get people who make short films mm -hmm. that are released online or you know maybe shown at a festival or something and then because horror is quite a low budget affair yeah. studios are quite willing to be like we will we'll gamble eight million on this right because we'll probably get 30 million on its opening weekend or yeah. even just 15 on its opening weekend so they can kind of gamble with yeah. a movie like this and that's what the jester is it started out life as a short and it is now a full-length movie mm. and that's great it is and i think what's really interesting about it for me i mean as i'm you know terrified easily but horror is pure cinema it's cinema at its purest form for me not to be a, a film student about it but i did do a horror module at university and i made it through um so i do have like very strong you know love for the genre because it's using um all the tools at your disposal to create a full cinema experience like i went to see a haunting in venice last month um, and I, I, I it, that's a horror film, really. It, and what it used the sound of the IMAX. At one point, there's a child singing over in the corner, and it was so well placed in the mix that it creeped me out so much. I moved seats so that I was surrounded by other people because it was using the the setting, the quiet, the dark, the surrounding of the sound, all the visuals to create this kind of feeling. And that's what cinema is all about. It's giving you that experience. And so it's no surprise that, especially at this time of year, we get a lot of movies from a first time director, something short that's been turned into a long movie um, because it is, it's just people doing good stories and, and the audiences want to go and experience them. And it doesn't have to be anything massive. A small budget horror movie is is a wonderful, wonderful thing. It's it's uh it's one of my favourite things mm. in the world. But it's not just spooky season month. There are other things you can check out as well. If you're a Michael Caine fan, oh yeah, the new Michael Caine movie is out. The Great Escaper is also released on the sixth of October. There you go, little Michael Caine. I, I only told you to go to the cinema. Does that work? That's actually pretty good. Thank you. I was expecting that when you started it to be absolutely garbage, <laughs> but it, it actually turned out all right in the end. That's the story of my life. Do you want to try it again? No, I think, you know, I, apparently it, it went well. Quit while you're ahead. <laughs>
And a movie I know you're quite excited about <laughs> is we talked about this last month with the GameStop movie, Dumb yeah. Money. This idea of like very recent history yeah. becoming cinema. Yeah. Blackberry. Yes, mate. Do you remember when and do you remember when the founder came out, mm -hmm. which was a movie about Michael McDonald's? Uh, yeah, a movie about McDonald's. Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Um, I, I went to see it kind of on a whim, and I was like, oh, I just love this kind of movie. I love this kind of business biopic thing. I love the scene in the tennis courts where they're working out the quickest way to do the cooking system. Yeah. With the uh, with the the, the brothers. With yeah. The and anything with like pop culture references, anything with like and as you say, recent history especially. I remember when the Social Network Such came a out. I really am. I it's just the nostalgia cycle, and I need it, and I need it. Basically, I want a film that comes out and says, do you remember yesterday? Did you have a nice time <laughs> yesterday? Honestly, that's what this film feels like. I need a quick turnaround. I feel like we're still using BlackBerry phones. Do people still use BlackBerry phones? Oh, no. Well, <laughs> I mean, some of them do. I suppose there are some, but I don't actually know. Uh, I remember. So I'm a big tech of that era person. I have a, I have my, my first ever iPod framed at home. Yeah, because I, I think the iPod's the best thing that's ever been invented. I think it changed the game uh, from a design standpoint, from a from a culture standpoint. I think it's amazing. I've got mine too. There you go. You see. So um, I and I remember Blackberries. This, this it was the first smartphone. So it sort of changed how people were using and being connected to the world. Like your work was in your pocket. You couldn't just leave it at work anymore. So that's kind of a bit of game-changing tech as well. Um, and yeah, like your dumb money, your social network, Steve Jobs, all of these movies about recent history, about the world that we are in now, kind of trying to make sense of them, the lessons that we can learn, the story of how it all came to be. I love it all. Big Short's another example. Air. Yeah, yeah, I loved Air. Yeah. I had a great time with Air. My partner had a Blackberry. Yeah. And when we were first starting to date, she would be texting me mm. at home. And her dad would often complain about the. Because he had a full keyboard. She had a full keyboard. And a little rolly ball. He hated the clicky sound and would often, like, you know, complain about the clicky sound of her phone. And now he's got a smartphone but hasn't turned off the tones. So whenever he's sending text, guess what? And my wife said to us, like, Oh, mm. how the tides have turned. There you go. Because my phone is on silence now. There it is. So the, for those of you who like horror movies, you've got a bunch to go and see. For those scaredy cats, join me seeing Blackberry. Or maybe you want to wait a week, 13th of October, Paw Patrol. <laughs> the mighty movie, Paw Patrol, back on our cinema screens. Which one's your favourite Paw? It's um, Michael uh, K9. <laughs> Is that a real one? No. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. But I've been informed by other parent friends of mine that Paw Patrol is like, that's the one. I mean, there's a whole bunch of Paw Patrol movies. Like, they, they seem to be very, very well received. So yeah, We were just walking through the cinema here. Yeah. There's loads of posters up for it. And because, like, this one's got superheroes mm. in it, so you look at it, I was like, wow, that actually looks pretty smart, that. But perhaps that might be slightly too young mm. for you. But you might want to see a grown-ups film. Refined. A refined. Oh, that's a nice way to put yeah. it. Yeah. The yeah. Miracle Club. There you go. Uh, Laura Linney. You know, we it's, love Laura Linney. Uh, st the story of uh, some people wanting a, a little... heartbreak of love, actually. Oh, I mean, tell me about it. Yeah. Fabulous. Um, the, there's, it's a story of people wanting to go to a little French village. from they, They're in Baligar and they want to go off to, to win an escape to, to the French city of Lourdes. Nice little, I call this movie a nice little Sunday film. Mm. And I know exactly which, I, I, I know exactly which cinema I go to see these movies. I go to the Cineworld in West India Quay, 
for yes. this kind of film. It's some, it, the thing about London is we have lots of different cinemas and I have a different type of movie for each one. So I go to Leicester Square for my big action movies. I go to my one in Western UK for my little drama movies. I come here to the O2 to see a few comedies now and again. Oh, very so, yeah, nice. There you go. That's the beauty of Cineworld mm. in many ways. Also out on the 13th, Some Otherhood. Oh, yes. So when we came into film, a little behind the scenes peek mm. here, when we came in, uh, camera operator and producer Ellis over there uh, said, have you guys seen that some other hood's coming out? Yeah. And Very we were both like, oh, yes, yes. The, the poster was there. That looks interesting. Full debrief on the movie from Ellis. <laughs> it was quite fabulous. So it's uh, kid adulthood. adulthood. We know those movies, the, the sort of classic uh, coming of age kind of stories. Um, and another hood was a parody, like scary movie style of those. Mm -hmm. Right. And this is what, 13 years? I'm looking off camera to Ellis because I want confirmation. Thir something, like that, yeah. something like 13 years later, they're making another one, which is kind of the same sort of distance between Kiddlehood and Adulthood, if I'm not mm. wrong. Um, and it's the same team. And like, Ellis and Courtney were having a great time going through this movie. <laughs> so if you're a fan of Anotherhood, great news, there's another one, and you're going to have a fantastic time. One of the things I think has always been really missing from the horror genre, particularly in the most recent years, are family horror movies. Right. I really liked Goosebumps. Yeah, the the, the the Jack Black movie. Yeah, because like I went to a, a press screening of that because I'm important. Of course. And when I, I came out of it, I've said to some of my my film critic colleagues that that's great. That is a horror movie that a whole family can mm. go and enjoy. And we've got that with Spooky Night, The Spirit of Halloween. Okay. Which is this sort of like Halloween store, and four kids go to visit it, and they get trapped inside this store. Classic. And it is a horror movie that both kids and adults can enjoy. Mm. And I don't think we get enough of those these days. In the 80s, they were all over the place. We got them a little bit in the 90s, but I think in, since the 2000s, horror has very much been, this is for grown-ups. Well, you've, got, you, you've got your sort of grown-up, like really insidious horror movies, and then you've got your teen horror movies where a bunch of teens can go and see it the together, maybe film. on a date night, yeah. so that you're hoping that your date like cuddles mm. into you. This one is a, I'm talking about horror movies being this kind of like pure cinema experience. For like a young, family to go and see a movie together that's a wonderful thing and it's going to get your kids sort of into coming to the cinema because they get the full experience i once uh, went on a date uh, with a girl to a horror movie uh, resident evil yeah. in 2002 and uh, she was uh, scared during the movie and she was trying to nuzzle into me yeah i think she was actually pretending to be scared uh, so that i you know i would put my arm around mm, her and, and you, know, you i'm sure i'm sure you did no i laughed no <laughs> And she's here tonight. <laughs> we we did not have a second. <laughs> mm. Still still haunts me to this day. Haunts. Uh, oh, haunts. Oh. Because it's Halloween. It's, it's horror and all that. But because it's spooky season. Dan, okay. There's a spooky season. Literal spooky season. A Halloween season mm. at Cineworld Cinemas where we're going to re-release some classic horror movies on the big screen. I love a little rep screening. Let's go. Who have we got? So we're kicking things off on the 9th with the 4K restoration and release of Hellraiser, Clive Barker's Hellraiser. Wow. We have such sights to show you. It's yeah. nice. It is an incredible. Have you ever seen Hellraiser? No. Oh, and it is. It's scary. Yeah, I mean, I've seen the pictures of it, and that's scary enough. Yeah, it's a bit scary. Yeah. And I I think it's so good. Mm. Like, if you are a bit gore-adverse, mm -hmm. this might not be for you, because <laughs> it's well gory. Dead but gory. It, it's dead gory and a bit scary. But it is so, so good. Yeah. It is incredible. And I, it's, it's one of my 
favorite of that style of horror movie. It's probably in the pinnacle of it. I could go into lots of details about the rest of the Hellraiser franchise if you'd like <laughs> me to, but uh, I haven't really got time for that, unfortunately. Because on the 13th, on Friday the 13th, Hello. you'll never guess what's back in cinemas. <sighs> Mamma Mia, here we go again. Have, a, have another go. You're so close. Mm, mm. Uh, Gone with the Wind. It's Friday the 13th. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I have a tattoo of Friday you the 13th do. Uh, on my arm. Would you like to show the people? Uh, it's, uh, this shirt's a bit tight on me. Ah, I see. So, so, loads so of muscles. Yeah, there you yeah. go. There so you I go. can't really take this shirt mm. off to, to, to show off my... Uh, Otherwise, you absolutely would. Because absolutely it's something would. that you think is super cool and you're proud of it. Yeah, I'm, it, is not horn it, it is not something I got when I was 18 years old and, and now looks like a tattoo that an 18-year-old would get <laughs> in their, their, their second week of university. But the reason you got it is because it's an iconic movie. And, and if you're a horror yeah, fan... I, and it's one of my favourite film franchises of all time. Yeah. I love the Friday the 13th series. And the original one is an icon of the slasher oh, genre. Yeah. Like Halloween, you know, you could even argue Psycho is kind of the start of the slasher mm. genre and then Halloween was kind of like the the big, like this is now, this is in cinema and this is now a cultural mm. touch point. But Friday the 13th is sort of, comes into the landmark movie. But on the 18th, and I'm not messing here when I'm saying this, it might sound like I'm trying to, you know, hyperbole because I, I'm presenting on this program? cinemas. On this program? Never. My favourite Stephen King adaptation Ooh. and one of my favourite John Carpenter movies, <gasps> Christine, is back on the silver screen. Interesting. I love Christine. Mm. I actually nearly wore my Christine t-shirts uh, for this recording. You've got so many horror reference t-shirts, you had to choose. <laughs> yeah, you could only choose one. Well, I bought it when I went to go see John Carpenter mm. in concerts uh, a few years back when he was doing his anthology tour because yeah. John Carpenter is one of the not just great directors uh, of, of all time, he's also one of the great composers. Right. Because he composes you know, pretty much every score for his movies he does himself. And it is a story uh, based on the Stephen King book of the same name. Yeah. Story of a boy who buys a second-hand car that he is just drawn to mm. and this car then starts to consume him and take over him and it is a, a haunted spooky car and that car then becomes jealous of his friends any potential romantic partners uh, they would have because Christine only wants his attention and he only wants to give his attention to Christine so Christine then starts to murder his friends or, or bullies yeah that he has so good. I mean, it's John Carpenter and Stephen King as two sort of icons of the genre. Yeah. Also on the 13th, we have Retribution, but the week after that, Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio back together once again. Cinema. Cinema. Bit of cinema for you. So, Dan, I've just waxed lyrical about uh, Christine, yeah. uh, John Carpenter. Why don't you tell me uh, about this one? Well, it's, I mean, it's it's Martin Scorsese, right? So it's, 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 how many, not to be a bit existential about it, but Martin Scorsese is one of the legends of cinema. Um, it's one of the headline garland films at the London Film Festival. It's uh, something that people are very excited for. The trailers are all over the place. If you've seen, when you went to see Oppenheimer, I'm sure as many of you have, you will have seen the trailer before that. And it's kind of one of those that gets people's attention. Um, it's, it's an epic of the Martin Scorsese uh, milieu, the style that he likes. Um, and Scorsese and DiCaprio, are such a perfect. You know, you have those directors and those actors, and that they they all they are great individually and separately. But when they come together, it's magic. John Carpenter and Kurt Russell. Uh, uh, in many ways, uh, Christopher Nolan and Killian Murphy. Like when they come together, it, it's quite a magic thing. That's what you get with Scorsese and DiCaprio. So yeah, 
very, very excited for this one. But if that's not your cup of tea, your bag, perhaps you know you got the the, the kids with you. You want to go see? Yeah. You don't even have to have the kids with you. You might just want to go and see the latest uh, adventure for the trolls. Yes, the trolls are back. Band together. It's about um, the the troll. It's like a boy band reunion in the trolls world, which is uh, thrilling. NSYNC are coming back. Uh, yeah, you, well, it, you know, it's the big '90s resurgence. And Justin Timberlake and trolls. I, he's a big part of that. I know because when I saw uh, Barbie uh, yeah. at Cinema Cinemas, there was a big thing for trolls ahead of that, mm -hmm. and Timberlake was all over it. So, so like, it's perfect, perfect timing. NSYNC come back. Maybe I don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg. Which came first, the NSYNC reunion and the trolls movie being about boy bands. I prefer to think that Timberlake was involved in the making of this trolls boy band reunion movie and went, "Dirty pop, bye bye bye, girlfriend, classics of the genre." Let's bring them back. Yeah, I'll pick up the phone and I'll call Lance Bass. The other three. And the others. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> there are five members of NSYNC, Luke. So, okay, the four others then. Go see Trolls Boy Band movie. Well, you came up with it. You said this should have been its own Barbenheimer thing. Oh, yeah, like tro Trollers of the Flower Moon. We could, I, I want to workshop it. We can all work things together. Use the comments down below. We I just basically had such a good day with Barbenheimer that yeah. I want more of those. We want to Barbenheimer this. We're going to be the, the start of this Barbenheimer trend. The Killers of the Flower Moon and Trolls yeah. band together. Yeah. So... Let us know, what should we call this trend? And also out on the 20th, how to save the immortal and it lives inside. Oh God, why is does a, it live inside? Is an Indian uh, horror movie, yeah. which I really like. I think over sort of in the, the sort of Asian territories and stuff, there has been this sort of big explosion of the horror market, mm. particularly at places like uh, South Korea and stuff. But you know, the Indian uh, film market is a really budding and brilliant place that's yeah. now finally getting its like a spotlight shown on it here in the West. I mean, so, so they've always been uh, in the box office top tens of the week. There's always Absolutely, been Indian yeah. and Bollywood movies. And so I think uh, what's brilliant about there being more is that more people are getting the opportunity to go and see something that might not necessarily have, have clicked with them as like, Ah, this is your option for the for the horror week. Yeah, you know. The week after that, on the twenty seventh, we have Cat Person and a movie that I am very very excited about. It opens on the twenty fifth, Five Nights at Freddy's. Now, Dan, I'm I'm sure you do know this about me, but um, I like a video game movie. I have heard you talk about it once or twice. Yeah, yeah. it often comes up mm, in conversations. Mm. I did write once. Uh, I did once write a book uh, about the yes, whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. That, that would indicate that you've got an interest. I, I love video games, so there's your John Carpenter. Mm -hmm. And I love movies, there's your Kurt Russell, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna put those together, and I get Five Nights at Freddy's. Lovely. Which is a spooky movie. It is basically about, you know, um, like we don't have, have this here so much in the UK, but like Chuck E. Cheese. Yes, yeah, one know, of those, like Captain like, Coconuts. Yeah, you go to a, uh, a place, it's a pizza place, yeah. and then there's like animatronic yeah. uh, you know, mascots and stuff. So what if you went to one of those? but the animatronic mascots were trying to murder you. I'm all right. You all right? You all right? You're... I don't want to do that. So you want to go? So no. you're all right and you want to go? I would use the deep pan pizza, which as we all know is hotter than the surface of the sun, throw it at them and hope they melt. That's what I would do. That's my game plan. Okay. Well, you know, it, maybe we'll try that mm -hmm. uh, the next time we do go to, to Freddy's. Which we often do. <laughs> we're always going. Yeah. But this is a movie that's been in development for a long, mm. long time because the, the game series has been out for years, yeah. decades at this point. And they've been trying to do a movie version of Five Nights at Freddy's for a long, long time. Gil Kennan, who is the writer and uh, who was the writer of Ghostbusters Afterlife and he's now the director of Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel, mm -hmm. he was attached to this at one point and he was doing a big development process on this. It's gone through various different hands, various different writers, various different directors, but now finally 
it's here. Mm. And it was one of those things, we talked about this with Gran Turismo, mm. where, or even Uncharted, where the movie's been developed for so long, even though they kept telling me it had a release date, it I was didn't like, feel like... I, I, don't, I don't believe you. Mm. And now here I am, and it's only like 28 days later. Yeah, mm. hello. Uh, and it's, it's finally actually here. When these, when these movies find their, their rhythm, the audience is there and the audience wants them. So this is this is that. You're welcome. You can have it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Plus, we have some event cinema. On Thursday the 5th, we have the 2023 Royal Opera Live's L'Elysée. And on Sunday the 8th, A Little Life. We also have an unlimited screening of Blackberry, so you can see the movie ahead of time if you are an unlimited member on Monday the 2nd. Plus, to get in with the spooky season, we have a special screening for the 30th anniversary of Hocus Pocus on the 1st. And an autism-friendly screening of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the first as well. Can you believe this? It is the 10th anniversary of Gravity, and we are having IMAX previews of that on Thursday the 19th. Has it really been 10 years it really since has. Gravity? Yeah. That uh, seems Gravity, nuts to me. Wolf of Wall Street, all that era. 10 that years seems ago. so nuts. Because I went to the press screening of, mm. of Gravity, and I said when I got home, my, my partner said, like, what was it like? Because at one point I stopped, like, breathing. Yeah. Because I and I realized that I had stopped breathing because Sandra Bullock had stopped breathing, yeah, and I was waiting for her to take her next breath, yeah. And it was, I was, IMAX is the way to see this movie as well. So when I saw it, I was in, um, I remember seeing it at the cinema quite late in its run because it was one of the ones I was taking off my list to make sure I'd seen it before the Oscars that year, and I, uh, I was so gripped on it that I remember physically clutching my face and. As it finished, I couldn't move from my chair. I just stayed and watched every credit go. The lights came back on, the music started again to be like, time to go home now, Dan. Um, and I thought to myself, I'm never gonna see that movie again. Because that for me was such a go to the cinema experience that in its giant screen, it's Absolutely. so immersive. It was such an intense experience that can't be replicated outside of the cinema. It can't. And now they're bringing it back so that I can have the experience again. I can see this movie again. It was magic. It was such an amazing film. Um, and you know how I feel about IMAX, Luke. I know. And if you've not seen it, I would heartily recommend go out of your way to see this because yeah. it is, particularly on the IMAX, this is the best way to experience this movie. I'm really glad. And the Disney 100 season is still in full effect. And on Saturday the 7th and on Sunday the 8th, you can get yourselves down to your local Cineworld cinemas to re-watch The Princess and the Frog. And the very next weekend, the 14th and 15th, get ready to let it go. We're bringing you Frozen. It is also Black History Month, and on the 17th of October, you can re-watch the absolute classic Boys in the Hood. On the 10th, we have yet another classic, do the right thing. And on the 24th, a recent classic. You want to talk about some recent history up on the big screen, Straight out of Compton, the movie about NWA. But I'm afraid that's all we've got time for on this edition of What's On at City World Cinemas. We must now leave this scary, spooky place. Although this is actually a scary, this is actually a lovely place. This place is a bit, this, this, the scary was in there. This is fine. Yeah, this, it's, we're safe out Although here. Although sometimes they put the things on the, the screen, the nun was on the screen earlier on. I didn't have a very nice time. Yeah, if you like scary. this sort of thing, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts from. Good, bad and ugly ones. There's more of it in the audio realm. I'm sure November will be a much safer time for Dan Layton. But until then, I've been Luke Owen. And I'm afraid. Just afraid. Be very afraid. And that's what's on. <laughs> <laughs>